Welcome to ShoeCast, Shoe's very own podcast. This series of ShoeCast will explore everything from trends in the digital world to advise on how we can play to your strengths and overcome personal and work challenges. We're featuring some amazing industry guests who will also be sharing their experiences within their field. Alongside me, I'm Rachel, the Chief Operations Officer at Shoe, and there will be Chris, our Chief Vision Officer, and also our guest host from the Shoe Academy, and these include Annie, Katie, and Sabrina. We hope you enjoy our series this autumn. Thank you. Hi, I'm Molly, the Account and Business Development Executive here at Shoe. And I'm Fran, I'm the Media Barrier at Shoe. And today we are hopping on Shoecast, our very own in house podcast, to talk about careers in digital why we chose them and where we see ourselves going in five and ten years and beyond. I'll go first, I'll tell you a bit about how I got into digital because we've both got very different stories. So I never set out to work in digital. I went through school thinking I was going to do something really creative. So I did my GCSEs in ICT, media, arts and food tech out of everything else. And then I left school at 16, went to college for three years to study makeup, media makeup, prosthetic makeup, all that fun stuff. And ended up doing my degree in the same thing through the Open Uni, which I can highly recommend if you if you at that point in life. So I did five years in total of makeup, prosthetics, fashion and editorial, all that stuff. And I met Rachel and Chris, the founders of Shoe, back in 2016 at Fashion Fiesta, our charity fashion show, when I was backstage helping with makeup. And I just built that relationship up over time, started coming to the office to support Fashion Fiesta, which then ended up me helping with Shoe as well. And then, yeah, just never left. And I'm now account and biz dev exec here at Shoe. Yeah, so my journey's a little bit different. Back at school at GCSE, I knew I was quite creative and I knew I wasn't studious enough to go down you know, the science route. And my parents are quite in, they're in the media industry as well. So um, my mum suggested that I did media studies and graphic design as two of my subjects at GCSE. And I thought, oh yeah, I'll do graphic design. But actually, when I started doing media, I started to fall in love with it then took it on at A-level and then knew that that this was something I was really interested in. So I did media communication and cultures at university at Leeds Beckett. And it it was great because it was um, a mix of media studies, but also film studies, politics, sociology and psychology. So it was a really interesting subject for me. How I got into digital marketing, I knew that marketing was my sort of thing because I was interested in people's habits and sort of trying to convince people to buy things or take actions but I knew that the print world was dying out and it wasn't going to last forever because that's where my parents uh, were from and the industries they worked in. At the time I was thinking about this in the second year I was doing a module where you worked with media professionals and that's where I met Rachel and I did a 12-week project with her at uni where we did different all these projects to do with social media marketing and she offered our placements to be extended after our module So I took that on and just thought, oh, I'll just do this for the summer, see how I feel and if it's something I'd want to do. And then, yeah, it just sort of snowballed and I ended up doing so much in in the Shoe Academy. And then I ended up being offered a job. And one year later, I'm here. Well, working here for a year, but I've known Shoe for two years now. Yeah, so I thought we'd go into a bit about our roles as well, kind of what we do at Shoe. So as account and biz dev exec, I kind of have a split role. So I work alongside Rachel with our clients as account executives. So I make sure they're happy, make sure work's delivered on time. I do a bit of the work myself. So I tend to cater towards more of the organic content 
in the side of things from takes care of all the paid media. So I'm there scheduling, creating content, supporting our copywriters, etc, etc. Um, and then on the biz dev side, I support Chris. So I go over to the other side of the business and help Chris with internal communications, external communications, new business, networking. I attend a lot of networking events with Chris and Rachel. But yeah, my, my role's kind of split role, whether it's Fran's role. Yeah, so my role is quite focused. As you know, I'm a media buyer. So that means I build, manage and optimise our social advertising systems. So that's be across Facebook, Instagram, Google, LinkedIn and Twitter. So that is my main role. I build strategies and I bring them into life, basically. And I do all the technical builds in the background and make sure all clients' Facebook pages and LinkedIn pages are all built correctly. So that is my, my main role, really. We've now tried a bit about why we both chose digital and how we came to become in this industry, I guess. And I thought it'd be nice to talk about where we want to go, because even though we're not that far into our, our journey, I've been at SHU for just under three years. Fran's been here just about a year so we're very new in the industry, but we have kind of a plan of where we want to go and what we want to do in our careers. So I thought we'd talk a bit about that. So as someone who never knew they were going to go into digital, I thought I was going to be working behind the scenes on TV shows and on Hollywood films. I never thought about where that role or this role would take me. I always thought about, you know, I'd work on TV shows and then Hollywood films and then blah, 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 blah. So I guess for me, it's just about getting all the experience I can. I know I can't do the technical bit. That's why Fran works with us. Because I can't do that. Rachel has got past that part now in her role. So for me, it's about doing everything I can to learn everything else. So that's why I help with the organic side and biz dev. It's just about growing. I don't know what I'd like to do eventually, what I'm working towards, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I guess I'd like to work in more of the biz dev side of things, potentially internal communications. I really like doing our own media marketing, shouting about what we do best here at SHU. But I know you, Fran, you want to kind of grow into, well, Rachel, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I um, basically what Rachel does, I can see myself doing. It's really weird. We always say... Me and Rachel are very similar and it's true. We've got very similar personality types. So I do really want to run with the media buying aspect because that is the future of social media marketing is um, you pay to play. So I really want to grow on that skill for the future. But also one of Rachel's roles is being project manager and managing people and making sure the business is running. And I do really like the sound of that as well. I'm quite an organised person. I love a spreadsheet. I love managing people and I like making deadlines. So I do see myself doing that as well. So at the minute, I'm just sort of trying out loads of different things at SHU, which is why it's so good working here at SHU is because we're a small business. There's so many roles you can do. And I'm just trying to try little things out and see what I like. But at the moment, that's where I can see myself going down, like a bit of a managerial role in media buying side. So next, I thought we would talk about where we see the industry going. Obviously, there's a lot that happens in the marketing industry, in the media industry, in the tech industry, all kind of combined into one for marketing. We always say that you could never 24-7 be at the top of knowing everything because it changes every day. It's that thing about that meme that goes around about to get the best post on Facebook, you need five comments, three likes five hashtags you know it's never going to be like that because it changes constantly no one's ever going to know that so the industry I see it going a lot more immersive content I think that the kind of organic days of posting 
a picture out on Facebook with a link and a nice little comment, a nice little caption, a few hashtags, you know, hashtag shop local, hashtag florist, whatever it may be, I think that's just going to die an absolute death because it's not how people are viewing stuff anymore and it's not the way data's going and it's not the way targeting's going either. You don't find what you want through ta uh, through organic search when people can find you and show you their product through paid. Yeah, I definitely see it going more paid. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with what you said there, but there was one thing that I can see the industry going down is I saw a video on LinkedIn earlier this week about targeting whether that's with your organic socials or your paid ads, usually we go by demographics. What are their age? What's their age? What gender are they? Where do they live? What are they into? But I saw something that someone touched upon about TikTok. So you, like me and Molly, we're very similar demographics. We're a female. We live in Leeds area and between the ages of 20 to 25. But our TikTok for, for you page, it might be completely different. And I think in the future, it's not just going to be about demographics because everyone's so different within a demographic. It's it's going to be your behaviour and what you're interested in and what sort of on, on the app, what are you watching? Like I might be interested in cars, for instance, but Molly might be interested in TikTok on, TikTok on makeup and we might watch different things. So I think that's where the industry is going to go down is not it's not going to be demographics anymore it's going to be your interests your behaviors what are you doing on that app because i know tiktok collects a lot of your behaviors you know what videos are you watching what are you interacting with how long do you watch this video compared to this video so that's where i see the, the industry going yeah i think it's it's a lot about kind of data collection monitoring that data insights tracking that those insights and kind of like Fran said, measuring it, what what is that data telling you? It's not just going to be about, oh, Sandra got five likes on a Facebook post, so it's doing well. You know, what are those people like? Why are they liking those posts? What else are they liking? You know, have they liked Sandra's post because it's purple? Or have they liked it because there's a bunch of flowers in it? It's it's going to be much deeper. And with regulations like GDPR and, and the, the kind of data mining stuff that's going on, I think that's going to make jobs in digital a lot more numbers focused and a lot more data focused. I think there's going to be more of a call out there for people who are really into numbers but still have that creative streak to them. You know, there's going to be a call for people who can look at data and go, oh, you know what, 57 people have liked this and from the data I can tell it's because it's got flowers in it, so why don't we do a campaign with flowers in it? rather than all oh, 57 people have liked it let's do another post the exact same there's going to be more of a cough people who have that technical mind but can then spin it into creativity mm, yeah i agree and it's yeah it's a very interesting way especially because like you touched on earlier marketing is always changing you wake up one day and facebook's got a new update or apple's got a new update or there's always something happening so i've only been working here in media buying for a year and in that year, there's so much that's changed, especially with Facebook and their targeting because there's been iOS updates. So it's harder to target people now because users are getting more control over what they're being tracked on. So it would be it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds because paid media is definitely the future. But also data is the new oil and Apple want that data. So they're not going to give Facebook it. And it's just going to be interesting to see what, what happens. Mm. And it's it's going to be interesting to see what, on the more creative side and the, the kind of 
user side of things what that is going to look like because mm-hmm. I don't see it going into a world where your Instagram and Facebook news feeds are just going to be promoted posts and ads constantly. There's still going to have to be some implementation of organic posts or some sort of post from your friends and those people that you choose to follow not just the stuff that's been put in front of you because you're in that demographic or you've got that behaviour. I'm just very excited, I guess, to see what the UX is going to be like, the user experience, the user journey, because the way Instagram's going, they've just announced that they're testing a fully fully immersive feed. So there's going to be no white space. There's going to be no, you know, you're going to have to press to see the captions. It's going to be like TikTok. So I'm very interested to see, is that the way forward? Is it just going to be all video? Are we just going to scrap off images now? Or is it going to stay the way it is? And this is just people messing around and kind of trying things. Mm. I mean, TikTok has taken a big storm in the, ma- in well, just the social media world in general. Um, you, It's crazy to see how competitors, Facebook is a big, big, um company and the platform and it's the fact that they're now taking on little bits from tiktok now on so they they definitely see tiktok as a big threat um and with instagram as well very very similar um like molly said um but it's going to be interesting because i personally really like tiktok (laughs) i am addicted but i think i like it more because it's refreshing from your instagram feeds your facebook feeds it's different you see funny videos and my algorithm is spot on i think i think whatever whatever technology they use it's spot on whereas you know i think instagram i think what they did wrong was when they changed the algorithm feed it wasn't your newest post it was whoever whatever post was getting the most interactions and yes i follow a few celebrities but i don't always want to see celebrities um instagrams all the time i want to see my friends i want to see people i'm interested in whereas Instagram sort of turned into what's Kylie Jenner posted. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting one. And like we've both said, it just changes every day. There's just nothing you can do to stop that. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see where it's going, especially with people like Elon Musk buying platforms. He's just bought Twitter. It's going to be interesting to see what he does with that and will that spur other people like him to go on and buy other platforms? You know, is someone going to go buy Instagram? Is someone going to go buy tiktok and snapchat you know these these platforms that have died down is someone going to buy them and kind of revitalize them and do something new with them it's going to be very interesting to see what goes on there i thought now we would take a different turn and talk about what we see our careers doing so from what the industry is doing to what we think about doing here at shoe we've got a great team rachel chris fran and myself and the shoe academy on the other side of that and we all have quite big aspirations whether we know what they are yet or not and one of those things is to kind of grow into leadership it's something that's very prominent at shoe you know me and fran have always been educated and taught in a way here i'm talking as if it's school (laughs) it's not it's work but we've always been kind of We've always kind of been taught in a way that you grow into leadership, you grow into being a leader if you want to, which I think we both do. Mm. And Rachel and Chris are great examples of that, where they've grown from being employees to being the employers to being great leaders. And especially for the two of us being women and women in leadership and there's that whole thing as well. Why do we kind of want to go that way? And where do we see that going? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's one thing I like about Shoe is they, you know, obviously we work for them and we we help the business grow, but they also are really invested in our own personal development. And they do talk, they 
well, for instance, with the Shoe Academy, that is one thing we learn about leadership is we help mentor the students that come in. And that's just our little bit of um, experience there. But one thing I, I, I learned being at Shoe is we, we focus a lot on personality profiles. I don't, what, what is the... Uh, the oh, it's the coloured one. So it's the red, yellow, blue and green. I can't mm. remember what they're called. But where basically the personality profiles. Yeah, the personality profiles and it does really help you first of all understand other people, but understand yourself as well. So me and Molly are quite different in personalities, but it's good to learn about yourself and sometimes why do you act like that in a workplace? Like if why do you react to that to some things? Why do you feel like that? And also why does Molly work in that way or why does Molly do stuff? Because sometimes they might not do it in the way you want to do it, but you've got to understand, oh, well, that is just their personality type. And I think that's one thing I'm definitely going to take in the future when I do go into leadership role is understanding other people's personalities and why they might be doing that and how to respond to them and how to talk to them. But also in myself, I am, well, with my personality type, I'm quite detailed, but I'm, it's hard to refer to it because you might not know the colours, but I'm very detailed, but I'm also very chatty, but I've also got a bit, you'd call it green, which I care a lot as well. So I know that in the future, I think my caring side will help really well understanding other people in a team, but I do need to be, like Molly's a red, I need to be quite direct as well. And if there's something that I'm not happy with, I need to be able to say that. So it's it's one of the things where what I like about it is I'm learning about my colours and I'm learning what I need to work on and what I need to sort of improve or what do I need to sort of lose a bit on my personality to become a good leader. And like Molly's touched on, we are we have very good examples in our office. Chris and Rachel are great leaders. They listen to what you have to say. They guide you, they educate you and they care as well. And yeah, you feel like you have got a voice in the team, but I also think they always help us with whatever we're doing in work or even in our personal lives as well. Yeah, I feel like in any great team, there's no great team that everyone is the same and has the same personality because it just wouldn't work. You know, you're always, in any business you look at, there's always going to be someone who's like me, is quite red, which is kind of direct. They want to just get stuff done. It's now or never. There's always going to be someone who's quite green. Like Fran said, he's very caring, very conscious, very aware of everything. There's always going to be someone who's quite blue, which in this colour kind of personality profile is someone who's quite detailed, someone who loves a good spreadsheet, someone who goes by every word that's been said, and then someone who's yellow, who's quite fluffy, quite talkative, all over the place tends to be, but in the best way that they just constantly come up with new ideas. So that's when you tend to get a lot of those people in the creative industry, but you need all the personalities to balance it out. And I think in any great team, there's, there's a bit of everything. And in the shoe team, we have that. So Chris and myself are very similar, but we still got our differences. Rachel and Fran are very similar, but they still got the differences. And then when we look at our academy students, they are a cohort of very different people. And when you look at how they work and how they come to their role in the academy, it's it's very interesting, depending on their profile and how they work with each other. So I think with wanting to go into leadership, it's important to kind of understand your team's not only their personalities, but how they work, why they work that way, like Fran was saying. Otherwise, there's just going to be no plan or drive to go forward because one person's going to be off making a spreadsheet. Someone else is going to be off actually doing the work there and then. Someone else is going to be sat in a corner crying because they're so caring that they just can't cope with everything that's going on. And someone else is going to be off in the corner spouting out new ideas till the end of time. 
And I think any great leader would be able to control that and would be able to say, here's how we're going to do it and here's how we're going to use everyone's best abilities. Because I think if everyone's doing something they don't want to do, it's it's never going to happen. You've got to work to everyone's best abilities. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get that. So it's. I was just listening to our what you, what you were saying, and then just reflecting on what I just said. It's great that at the ages of what twenty two and twenty four, that we're sort of starting to understand that a lot of people our age in their work, they're not even thinking about leadership yet. It's great that with Chris and Rachel Forrest started to introduce the thought of being in a leadership role and where, how to work towards that, which I think is really good, especially at our age. I think. Yeah, because I think what's come out of this is that it's experience and it's doing it. It's not just sitting there and being talked to her it's like Fran said it's about us kind of managing the students in the academy with help from Rachel and Chris it's us going to speaking events and speaking you know that might not be done on our own but it's 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 a step forward it's us going to networking events on our own it's us kind of being trusted with being the face of the brand with being true which I think a lot of businesses don't give to their younger staff and their staff who are who are lower down on the on the big pyramid of things. And I think that's what has always kept me loyal to show the fact that there's a lot of care and there's a lot of trust and there's a lot of willingness that they want us to do well as well, which I think when you're looking for a job or when you're kind of going into your first job is what you want. You want someone who wants you to do well. You don't want to be kind of chucked in the corner and asked to make tea and coffee because that's it is a job, but it's not what you go into working in digital for. But yeah, I think I think it's important to have that experience if it's something you want to go into and get that as soon as you can. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and also just bringing in the idea of women in leadership as well. I think we definitely need a lot more of those in, in well, anywhere, in any industry. But I always gravitate towards women in leadership um just because i i'm really inspired by them and i'm inspired by the the confidence that they have um i I do take rachel's journey from where she was now until now and how she handles things i do sometimes i always think like if i'm in the climbing or if i'm doing something i always think what would rachel say in this situation so i do really look up to I, i mean i look up to chris and rachel but just because Rachel's a female, I do look up to her a bit more. Um, I did a women in leadership module at Leeds Beckett Uni, and that was really inspiring as well, seeing all these women um, who were quite high up. It's nice to see that. It's nice to see that it's possible. Yeah, it's the, it's the diversity thing, not just about race, but it's about race and gender and kind of having those examples there because if you can't see yourself in someone else doing that role, how are you ever going to think you're going to be able to do it? So having people like Rachel and like all the other millions of women in leadership, it's having that example and having that person there that you can think that that can be me one day because that person looks like me or that person is the same gender as me or they're the same race, whatever it may be. And for me, it's more that Rachel and me both have dyslexia. We both can't spell or write to save our lives. But yet for me to see someone like Rachel up there running a company alongside Chris, it's kind of nice because I... Not that I ever thought I couldn't do it, but it's nice to see that it's been done, it can be done. And I think in any aspect of diversity or in inclusion, it's really important to have role models and examples where you can see yourself in because it's what everyone needs. You need to see that you can do it and having that example or that role model there is really important in that. Mm. 
Yeah, I like that, that saying you said, if you can't see someone in where you'd aspire to be, then you're going to think it's it's impossible. Like you with Rachel with dyslexia, for me, it's me and Rachel have very, very similar personality types. So sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I can just see myself in a role like Rachel because of our personalities. I'm like, oh, well, she can do it and, um, you know, I'll be able to do it one day. But yeah, I just, I like the thought of women in leadership. When I see it on LinkedIn, I really like it. And that, that's, you know, it's just inspiration. When you see other women high up, you're like, oh, yeah, right, I can I can do that. <laughs> and I always just feel like I gravitate towards that. Cool, so I thought we'd finish off the podcast with maybe our top piece of advice for anyone who may be currently in uni. Doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing motor engineering, science, criminology, media and communications, but you know you want to work in digital or you might want a complete career change, you might have had a career in something already and you have had a taste of digital or you've come across it, you may have come across this podcast randomly. What is our best piece of advice? So to work in this industry, I would say, one, take every opportunity that you're given. If I wasn't taking the opportunity I was given in my second year of uni, I would not be sitting here right now recording this podcast. So it's just taking those experiences that you get. If you don't have, if you're not so lucky, you don't get all these experiences handed to you. Create your own portfolio. Social media is so accessible. Technology being so easy, you can do it yourself. You can create your own podcast, your own blog, your own social media profile about marketing or whatever it is create your own content on tiktok whatever it is just show so when you leave uni or wherever you are you can go to an employer and say well look this is what my skill set is this is what i can do so you know you can you don't have to always work for someone but i would say if you do get those opportunities take them because they, they don't come all the time yeah, and I was a fan stall of mine as usual. <laughs> but I was going to say, just take every experience you can. I didn't go into my career thinking I was going to work in digital, but I met Rachel and Chris through Fashion Fiesta. I took that chance to do makeup backstage at a charity fashion show. It was a volunteer job, so I didn't get paid for it. Didn't expect to get paid for it. But by taking that experience that I thought would get me more makeup jobs, which it did at the time, I then met Rachel and Chris, who I kept in contact with who I then went back to Fashion Fiesta again in 2017. And I wrote for the programme, I wrote an article for the programme that was put out on the night. And then in 2018, Rachel remembered me because I kept in contact and she asked if I'd wanted to be on the committee of Fashion Fiesta. And then again in 2019, that happened and that's when I joined SHU. So I think it's about keeping your yourself in the front of people's minds. So whether you're going for a job or you want to work freelance, it's about putting yourself out there, like Fran said. Social media is really accessible for everyone. All you need is a phone, a computer and some Wi-Fi. Whether you're doing that on your personal phone or computer, whether you're sat in a library, wherever you are, everyone can access it. Set yourself up a newsletter, start creating content on LinkedIn. Like Fran said, TikTok's a great place to get started. Just talk about your passion and what you love. And if that's truly your passion and what you love doing, it'll show through the content you create. And just keep yourself in the front of people's minds. Network with people, message people on LinkedIn, reach out to people. It's the saying of, it's not what you know, it's who you know. You know, it's about building that base, that connection, that group around you who is going to support you and refer your work. It's about kind of building that bubble around yourself, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's it really. I think it's just making your own experience because 
nowadays when you graduate from uni your degree doesn't always you just don't get a job from your degree I know a few of my friends obviously I'm a recent graduate a few of my friends have gone to job interviews and they haven't even asked about their degree they've asked about their work experience instead because they just want to know like what what have you what experience have you, have you got what skills have you got because uni obviously shows a lot of a lot of skills but also you need to get that sort of on hands-on experience as well so yeah that would that would be it just take all the opportunities get out there connect with people on linkedin go to networking events because that's another thing when you go to networking events you meet more people and you don't even realize what sort of you don't realize there's jobs out there like them so yeah <laughs> it's weird giving advice to people when you're literally i've been out of uni for a year now so these people who are like two years younger than me a year younger it's really weird because it's like oh my god that this that would have been me but yeah it's been great to chat about careers in digital why we chose them where we see ourselves going where we see the industry going and that whole thing about women in leadership and kind of making sure you have that role model to look up to and if you don't become that role model so other people like you can look up to you and our advice you can learn more about shoe on our website on our socials we're just at shoe social s-h-o-o and we will see you in our next podcast we will link everything we've spoken about below and yeah thanks for listening